Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Guess what today is. It's Wilbon Day. Woo-hoo! Chicago native Michael Wilbon, host of Pardon the Interruption with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. I do believe we have uh, news on something that Wilbon was talking about today, something that we have been talking about today. Wilbon brought to you by Waddle's guys over at Hawk. HawkAuto.com, Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Subaru, Cadillac, Mazda, and VW, all in one place. HawkAuto.com, where Chicagoland saves big. I know you want to talk about uh, Justin Fields, uh, and rightfully so, but we do have uh, some breaking news. Ooh, uh, do so, we? Yeah, well, and, and we just saw you on TV talking about this, too. Um, and, and I've talked about this. It was one of my things in the good, the bad, the dirty. It was my bad from the weekend. I thought the uh, NFL was acting very slowly on this. Tell me this was the yeah. right punishment with David Tepper. The punishment is out from throwing a drink uh, into the the bowl and, and getting onto a fan. Um, the National Football League, this is from Tom Pelissero, the NFL, fined Carolina Panther chairman David Tepper $300,000 for his unacceptable conduct in Jacksonville during Sunday's game, all NFL personnel are expected to conduct themselves at all times in ways that respect our fans and favorably to reflect on their team and the NFL. Is that a good? Uh, is that a good That's punishment? It? Yeah, right. That's it. It's kind of what I expected, the, actually. The NFL should be embarrassed, but it never is when it comes to punishing one of its own. It's, a, it's an embarrassing – that's not even a slap on the wrist. That's a kiss in the ear. <laughs> that's an embarrassment. It's a weak need, no cojonade embarrassment by the NFL office. I presume the commissioner's office. Let me say one more time so anybody can make sure I'm not stammering or stuttering. That's an embarrassment. That's not a punishment. That's a, excuse me, David, we don't want to insult you. Can you write us a little, little tip money check? Make it, it appear like we're punishing you? That's disgusting. Wilbon, I mentioned this to Jesse a couple of times. In 2009, and think about how long that is now, that is 15 yeah. years ago, that Bud Adams was sitting um, at a game when they were playing the Bills, and all he did was uh, take two of his fingers. Double bird. The double yeah. bird. And he was fined $250,000 for just a gesture. This owner threw a drink on people 15 years later and was only fined $50,000 more. No, if you you wear your socks too high and you're a player, we'll hit you. Right. If you're an owner and you're one of our good old boys, we do nothing to you. I don't even see why I'm outraged or shocked because this is what the NFL does. Yeah, I wasn't surprised either, uh, Michael. That's why I thought it'd be around 250 or three. And it feels like since Bud Adams got fined, owners have much more power and influence yes. and 
Um, they always drag. Look what they did with Dan Snyder. They dragged their feet all the way to the end. You know, and did nothing. And did and nothing. Said, we don't have a we don't have a report that's published. Mm. So we didn't do anything to them. Yeah, with owners in particular, man, they really protect those billionaires. Yeah, yeah, they're scared of them. <laughs> they're, they're 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 afraid of them. Yeah, they're afraid. He, he, Roger Goodell, and the office, and the people who man the office of the commissioner are afraid of the billionaire owners that he works for. Yeah, I I, I knew that you would have a, a good reaction to this. I, I, I agree Man. with you. Like, to me, it should have at least been a, for a billionaire like this, it should have been a half mil, at least. Well, I'm not even, I don't even care about the money. It should have like, been a I suspension. Said, I think, Sylvie, I said a suspension. Yeah, you have to go away. You don't go to someone's stadium and throw a drink at them. A mat, hold on for a second. Imagine if a player did that in any sport. Multiple suspensions. What people would be saying. Yeah, multiple yes. games. Yes, and this guy gets to do that? It, it, you know, look, the NFL, we under, we know. The NFL is the most powerful, most care the United States of America has. Um, and it's often the most embarrassing. It is often the least aware most arrogant, most presumptuous group of people. And because they can do what they want and get away with it, there are no checks and balances. There's not even a strong media anymore. You used to have columnists in certain cities, and basically of the 32 cities, 31 cities that the NFL's in, you had 20 people calling angrily for some stronger response. You don't even have that anymore because those columnists don't exist by and large, they exist a, a, a little bit. Uh, there might be, you know, a half dozen people with influence when it comes to that sort of thing. So you don't have any sort of pushback against these guys when they do embarrassingly stupid, sophomoric stuff like this. And this guy, I mean, this if guy my son did this at 15, he'd yeah. be suspended mm-hmm. by me. And this owner in particular, David Tepper, I mean, he seems like a terrible owner of a football team from start to finish. Uh, yeah, because thank God for him, because the Bears keep getting better right. off his stupidity. Right. Exactly. This is somebody every day I think I'm just going to call a moron. <laughs> every day on PTI for a long time. Uh, and that's what he is. Thank, and thank God he makes the trades. Yeah, that. thank goodness. Yep. Um, and, and so th- this veers right into the question. Uh, you always know, you another one of your rants is that people always get stuck in the moment that people don't like to go on history. So today, like, Ryan Poles made the trade where he got D.J. Moore. Um, and, mm-hmm. it, and it netted him Darnell Wright, their starting right tackle, who's very, very good. Yeah. And that netted yeah. them this first overall pick. He can parlay this first overall pick for more multiple draft picks. And he's also got Carolina's second-round pick in 2025. So yeah. I asked yeah. people today on, on Twitter, is that the best trade in Chicago sports history? Nah, I, no, I mean, no. I'm just going to say no because... There are too many trades. I don't know. People aren't going to be – people aren't smart enough to figure out what happened a week ago Thursday. They're certainly not going to know how we got Ferguson Jenkins. 
or whether it was a trade that gave us the number three pick to get Michael Jordan. It wasn't. How about the trade to get Scottie Pippen? That's How about what we that talked draft about. night trade? Yes, right. Okay? Olden that Polonies. only brought six championships. Right. Yeah, right. Olden Polonies, my boy, my boy. I'm friends with Olden. Um, so, we, Scottie Pippen, sorry. How about the trade that got us, well, Dennis Rodman. it was actually trading Dennis Rodman. So, no. No, it isn't. It, it, and by the way, I, now I'm gonna I'm gonna be of the moment though, guys, and tell you I said this to 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 Tony today, as we were off camera. I said it's possible, and and this speaks to also just a franchise with no with so few great players on the offensive side other than running back or line. I think DJ Moore may be the most talented receiver we've ever had. I've watched him play. He's played a dozen games, and I've lost my mind. He makes catches, and he does things, and he has a way about him. And the, the detail to which he pays defenses and defensive players. I, I mean, I don't know who's been better than this guy. I'm sure if I run into Willie Golf, he's going to say, hey, slow down, dude. Just slow down for a second. And that'll be a legitimate, you know. It's him or Marshall. It's him or B-Marsh. That, that's it. It's him or B-Marsh. I, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's not a long list. I mean, there's been some guys like Dick Gordon when I was a kid. Um, Silky D. Who caught like 90 <laughs> passes one year. What's that? Silky D, Dennis McKinnon, right? Dennis, Dennis you know, Dennis never had a volume here, though. No, he? I know, I know. Uh, I, I don't think, think, I think you're right. I mean, not only that, he makes it look easy. Like, some of those catches. He does. Are, yeah. He makes impossible catches. Look, he, he's already made like a dozen catches this year. That make you say, yeah, I'll take him. I don't even care what anybody else has. I'll take him. And so I keep thinking if you put him across from, if you put him on this field the same time as, and I'm not, look, I spent all year being in love with Marvin Harrison Jr. for good reason. But if you put DJ Moore on the field with not just Marvin Harrison, yes, Marvin Harrison, but the kid Adunze from Washington, or the kid from Florida State, or the kid from LSU, or the kid from USC. There's like six receivers yeah. out there that I, I get the Bears trading down if that's what's going to happen. But I don't want to trade out of all the great players. I don't want to trade out of all of them and those three big tackles. Blowed up last night pretty badly on that game-deciding play. I don't want to move out of all those kids. I want to, like, actually choose some of them or one of them. I'm with you. I think there's been a little bit of a surge here, Michael, in the city. Trade down, keep fields, make sure you do get one of those wide receivers, and just go to battle. I mean, here's the question I want to ask you. I want to make sure because you've been around locker rooms more than anyone. I said at the beginning of the show, let's not undervalue or overvalue fields in that locker room. In other words, all these players are going to bat for them. It's meaningful, but it's not everything. Like, they'll go to bat for Caleb Williams if he's throwing dimes to them. Like, so do you agree with me? It's like, put it in proper perspective. Okay. Yeah, but yes, 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 yes. I was reminded of this recently by an NFL Hall of Famer who said, you know, you always got to know the right people, which people whose opinions matter more than others in a locker room. And that, Jesse, you know we spent seasons, you spend the beginning of the season, camp, spring training, training camp, whatever, trying to figure out who you ought to be listening to in a locker room. Mm-hmm. So it does, you can overvalue just anybody saying it, or 
undervalue. If you don't, if, if you, if you find the right person and still don't listen to them, that's what gets sort of scary. And you, so it's not just people in the media doing that people covering teams, but executives have to do that. Coaches have to, do that. I've had coaches tell me, you know, in the middle of season, Hey, listen, this guy's great. He's a good soundbite. I know you guys love him in the media. Stay calm. And I've had assistant coaches tell me that, you know, and you're, I'm thankful when I'm told that because that whole thing about who you listen to and when is very important. Now, from what I hear from 600 miles away, because I am not in that locker room, I do listen to people in some other locker rooms and some coaches and scouts. And they, many of them have turned the corner on fields. Yeah. So many, I'm not saying all, but many have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of an important thing to listen to as well. So, so yeah, you were, I was telling uh, the, the group that uh, you were texting, you were all about it on uh, Sunday, that you are all oh, in now, yeah. that you were texting me, Justin Effin Fields. Yeah, yeah. But Sylvie, I think what I want to see, and you and I, are not in that different a place that you, you and you one of your texts, which was the most important one. I thought when you said, Hey, I want to see it consistently. Okay. And I said to you, I do too, but we got to keep in mind how many guys give it to us consistently. Like Josh, Josh Allen does it, but nobody's going to say they wouldn't take Josh Allen. There's only like six teams that would keep their quarterback over Josh Allen who doesn't give it to you consistently. So what, what level of consistency are we looking for? I'm talking about, okay, so they've won five of these seven games. The two games they lost, they led by double digits in the fourth quarter at Cleveland and at Detroit, both teams going to the playoffs. Both teams that have won 11. So they have outplayed the opponent seven straight games. If I can get that from field, and by the way, he didn't blow those fourth quarter leads. A, A very improved defense blew those fourth quarter leads. Fields did not blow them. He gave the Bears enough points where with a good defense, they ought to win those games. So no one's going to give it to you every week. Sean Payton, liar that he is, just said it's a football reason why he demoted Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's got 24 touchdowns and eight picks. What? It's a money decision. Just tell the truth. Or say, I'm I'm not going to comment on it, guys, if you don't want to go against your owner because he's telling you to do it. But don't lie. And also, in, our, in, in the case of those of us listening to these people and taking our cue from them, you know, what, what is consistency? What does that look like in the NFL? It doesn't always look like Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't always look like, you know, people who win multiple Super Bowls. Like, it doesn't look like Tom Brady ever. So what are we going to get out of Justin Fields? And do we really think, and you know how I feel about Caleb Williams, do we do we know we're going to get that out of Caleb Williams? We know that going in to a draft. Nobody. You want does. to start over. Nobody. You want does. to start over with the clock ticking, where you got three great more years you expect with good health from DJ Moore. So I want to I want DJ Moore to be catching passes from a rookie and a second year guy and a third year guy or a fourth, fifth, sixth year guy. Yeah, I'm in. And agree- so yeah. you know. No, I, I was going to say, I'm in agreement with you, Michael. I, I really am. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good, right? We've all heard that before. Yeah. 
And, yeah. and, and look, I, I was arguing with Waddle and, and, and Yurko a week ago because they had Brock Purdy in the Hall of Fame, and he threw four interceptions in the biggest game of the yeah. year. You're not going to get it every week. Now, I think you're asking the right question. What is the level of consistency? It probably still needs to be a little bit better than it is, but it yeah, is getting agreed. closer and closer. It's getting closer and closer every week, and that's the progress I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I don't even know that offensively, you know, I, you know, I'm not convinced about Getzey, who at times puts together sequences, particularly when scripted, that look amazing. And the third quarter makes me crazy most weeks because they can't figure out how to find that live. You know, yeah. scripted, yeah. Anybody can do stuff scripted, hell, live. What can you give me live? What can you give me with, with ammo? Flying. And so I don't know if I don't know I don't know what they what's thought of him in the other offices in Hallis Hall. Um, if he's the guy, do you want to start with your quarterback having a third offensive system in four years, right. or do you say, wait a minute, we can get better than this? And so there's a lot of questions to be answered. But 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 let me just say this: Sunday is like the most fulfilling day I've had as a Bear <laughs> fan and follower since the game that made us 12-4 and four to put us in the playoffs. Or maybe 12-3. and three. I'm not sure if we lost the last game of that season before double doink. It's, it's a fulfilling day um, to get the first pick, to win that game. And I hope we go into Green Bay wanting to win a game. Because Green Bay's got to win that game to win the division. At least they, got, they have to face it that way. They have to approach it that way, right? Well, no, to make the playoffs. So Detroit's yeah. won the division. Yeah, to make the playoffs. I'm sorry, to make the playoffs, to get a wild card spot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like Detroit last year where they were going in to try and, and keep them out of the postseason. And, and look, yeah. it's, it's time. Like Jesse said, this is full circle. Like, the Bears had a chance on opening day to say, look, we're here. Rodgers right. is gone. It, it's a new day in this rivalry. And they totally spit right. the bet. And and now now sixteen games later, they have another proclamation that they could make. Okay, we screwed yeah. that up, but now we're a different yep. team, and we're coming into Lambeau Field as the different yep. team, and now we're ready to make that proclamation again. I I, I hope that I, I really hope that Sylvie. I mean, you're going to let this team feel it owns you for how many decades? Right. Regimes, yeah. quarterback changes, yeah, Favre to Rogers to what love to. You know, Sparbs kid, uh, you know, I mean, what, what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm anxious to see what Sunday looks like. Um, not anxious enough to actually go, but anxious to, to see what Sunday looks like for certain. And then anxious to get on with the, you know, I've already started last night. I mean, I woke up at like 3 o'clock this morning, and I couldn't go back to sleep. So I actually started pulling up the rankings of receivers in college. <laughs> Look at you. I know. This is really stupid. This is really pathetic. And you're never about the draft this early. You're never about the draft. Now, last year, only last year, I knew every tackle knowing that we had to take one. I knew every tackle in the first two rounds. And now I know every receiver, at least in the first round. And that's why I've said I've gotten off of my Marvin Harrison I'm not going to not say he's the best player in college football because I thought he was. I'm just saying, as this goes, if you said to me I could trade down, get an extra pick, and have Odzunde, 
or dude's name, however you pronounce his name, the kid on Washington. I would say, yeah, 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 I'll take the kid on Washington and the extra pick. He's that good. Yeah, yeah. Just from watching him last night, it's 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 obvious he's that good. So, and there's there's a few other receivers in that first round that figure to go. Jesse would know this stuff better than I will. You know, who do the Bears like? Who do they? You know, who do their scouts like as we go into this pre-draft period? You should come with us to the combine. Um, I, I won't go that far. God help. Me. All right, let me say <laughs> this is this is like your day. Okay, this is the Michael Wilbon day. Because I'm going to just tee you up for something that you will have Uh-oh. a field day for. This is right Uh-oh. up your alley here. You, you okay. went, got to go after your NFL owner. You got to yep. take a victory lap on Justin Fields. And now yep. um, the snowflakes were coming down. Uh, the Bears had their day against an, an yep. indoor team from the South in the Atlanta yep. Falcons. And was yep. that Scared was that just proof positive that we should not be so quick to go to the Dome Stadium? We should not be quick, slow, thoughtful. We shouldn't be anything about going to it. I know what indoor teams produce. Nothing. Nothing. They don't. And you got to play against the Packers. Whatever they do, we should be worried about. Not the Lions or the Vikings. The Vikings were stupid to do it. I mean, I guess you can sell it to your community, but it's not like people in Minnesota don't know they are going to be cold. <laughs> this, isn't news, this isn't news to them. And I don't care about a Super Bowl. I'm not coming to Chicago in February, and I have an apartment there. I'm not coming. Oh, stop it. So, so people, you know, Jesse Sylvie thinks I'm joking. He's like, oh, we'll be sitting together, you, me, and Waddle. I'm yeah. like, no, <laughs> you and Waddle will be there. I will buy your hot chocolate. I am not coming to a Super Bowl in Chicago. No one wants to do that. There's a desert full of people, hundreds of thousands of Chicagoans in Arizona who don't come back to their own homes until May. What about the Big Ten Championship? What about the Final Four? What about a college championship game? Well, that's different. Those are inside. We got to play the outdoor one at Soldier Field. Uh, Okay, I'll come back maybe for a day. I'm not coming back for that. No, no. I'm coming back to Wrigley. I'm coming back to, you know, you saw me outdoors. I was there for the Packers game. I was even there for the Broncos game. I'm a total fair weather fan. Once we all move, Literally, be, this yeah. is what you got. We're wimps. We're total wimps. Before we let you go, I'm watching ESPN's uh, preview of the Bulls and uh, Sixers tonight. How you liking the Andre? Yeah. How you liking the Andre Drummond game these days? You know, a, a lot. Yeah, he's and been I understand he's best used as a change of pace. When you can pull like forty-five rebounds in two games, I mean, there's got to be you got to be able to use him. Possession actually matters, even in today's up and down NBA, where one hundred and forty points can be scored. You still got to have possession before you can score at the other damn end. And and you know, so let's see more of Drummond. I'm not saying. I would put Drummond out there in the starting lineup and put Booch on the bench. I'm not suggesting that. But there's got to be 20 minutes for Drummond. And by the way, you can play Booch as a stretch four against some bigger lineups. Um, you know, you against some bigger, longer lineups, against Milwaukee at times, against Denver, against the Lakers. There's some teams you can play him, Houston, Cleveland. You can play some size still, as I think the league is going the other way. But most importantly still is what's going to happen to Zach Levine situation. Yeah. Um, they've got to get rid of him. 
and they can't, you're not going to get a ransom for him, but they got to be able to get an expiring contract and a player who can help or an expiring contract and a draft pick. I don't know that you're going to get three assets. I, I, I just hear, I hear too much going the other way from people I trust in the league that are saying his value has never been lower because they can win without him. So what are they going to do? Threaten to like what? Put him back in the lineup? I mean, what, what's the threat? <laughs> but do they put him back so, in the lineup and just let him play, try to, to up his value, or is that destructive? Wait, it, it, I mean, it decreases his value when he plays. I'm sorry. On this does, team, see, can you Jesse, decrease his Jesse, value anymore? Hunt, it, yes, it does. This, again, I didn't. I wouldn't have believed this until last week talking to some league people. And you, No, you're not just right. You are dead on right. The other people believe that is the case. So the question becomes, what are your goals if you're the Bulls? There's not a Wimbanyama at the top of the draft class this year. At least we don't know of anybody like that yet, which means almost certainly there won't be anybody. So what's your goal? Is your goal to, to become – seven through ten and getting the play in because you're not going to finish six or seven. I guess you could finish seventh, but even that's not going to get you. You've got to finish fifth or sixth. They're not going to finish fifth or sixth. Um, I, don't, I don't know what their goals – I don't mean their stated goals. I mean the goals you get if you sit down with somebody, have a couple of drinks and say, what are you trying to do? Probably keep fannies you're in the stands. Be- keep fannies in the stands. Well, well, you know what? And if that's the case, I think you got something from wrong because you're there, and I have not been to been to Bears this year. I've not been to Bulls. It, are, it seems to me that people are enjoying the brand of this group of players, the brand of basketball they're bringing without Zach. Hundred percent that way. Hundred percent, Mike. Right, right, Sylvie. Yeah, but uh, it's just like how long will that last? Yeah, I agree. Because they're I agree. Going, it's, they're it's, going nowhere. It's a right? shelf you know life, what, but it's though, fun at least. It, Okay, but aren't they like eleven and five or something like that without him? Close. Some, so that's some, sixteen yeah. games, but that's twenty percent of the season. Yeah, so but you know this goes, team's you you know this team's not going anywhere. No, 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 no. Okay, but can they get to six? Can mm. they get to seven? What are they right now? Two and a half out of seven. Sure. I I look. They're they're playing so much. The losses they have without him. They have a loss in overtime at Milwaukee. They have a loss in Miami to Jimmy Butler at the buzzer. That's two of the five. So, ah. The game, is, the game tonight in Philly? Yes. Embiid's back. Yeah, I mean, Embiid, they, Embiid's back. Okay, so they're going to get crushed tonight. Right, right. But let's see if they hang in there. Let's see if they can hang in there tonight. And we, I think we judge these things the same way we judge the Bears. What, what? constitutes legitimate progress, not hype, progress. And if you can, like, I don't know what the offers are. I just think we're going to have to get closer to the trade deadline. I think somebody like the Lakers is going to have to be a little bit desperate. Look, the Lakers are in 10th right now, right, or 11th, something like that. And so, look, the Lakers cannot emerge from the trade deadline at 10th or 11th not having made a move. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've got to be and so, And it's got to be a glamorous move. Bringing Zach Levine to Southern California constitutes something that their fan base and that player to get excited about. And so what can the Bulls, you know, get back in the case of something like – there might be another desperate team. I might be overlooking somebody. 
I don't want to say what if somebody gets injured. I don't want to go down that road. But the Lakers, as we look at the standings right now, look like the team, the only real team, because nobody in the East is supposed to be better than they are. The Knicks, but they made a they move. Made they're going to make another yeah. one. Yeah. They made, they made, I think there's something else coming with them, with guard play. People keep mentioning DeJounte Murray. But I, I want to see what, you know, I, I, does Atlanta have any interest in, in Zach Levine? I want to gauge the interest as we get closer to the deadline and try to make a move because what I'm seeing, I'm watching every game that they play since he's been out. And I just like what they're doing better now than with him. There's no doubt about it. Good stuff, Michael. We appreciate you. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Mike. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. Michael Wilbon, uh, feeling himself today with all all the topics. You you did put it on a team for Oh, yeah. I didn't know he was that. Oh, he hates the Dome. Yeah, I'm still. No, I was going to say NFL owners. I didn't know he had such animosity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He he does not. He'll he'll go after that. You should hear Tepper's uh, apology, too. It's so uh, terrible. It's so billionaire. It's so billionaire. Odorous. All right. Uh, Aki's A-list is coming up next. If you want to weigh in, 332-3776. Then we'll cross talk with Abdallah. And Tyler's filling in for Black today. It's all coming up in the next half hour. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's time for Aki's A-List. From the mind of the man who understands the four P's of Waddle's world. Aki's A-List. The top questions and topics floating around in Tyler Aki's mind. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Aki's A-List on ESPN Chicago. All right, Tyler, uh, he's got questions. We'll try to provide some answers. What do you got today? All right, I want to go off of the poll question you put out there about Caleb Williams or about uh, the trade that was made by Ryan Poles with the Panthers. And let's say that Caleb Williams is the pick. And the premise of your question was that, is it the best trade in Chicago sports history? How good would Caleb Williams have to be for it to be the best trade in Chicago sports history when you think about everything else that came in as well. He'd have to be a um, a star quarterback who, who wins a Super Bowl. To complete this as the best trade in, in, in Chicago history, I would tend to agree with that. It's not good enough just to be a starter and DJ Moore's a starter. Like, again... Jake Arrieta won awards. Ryan Sandberg won awards. Right. Scotty, Scotty Pippen, Pippen was, won championships. Was, yeah. was one of the star players on a dynasty. He'd have to be, first of all, a long-term starter and win a championship. I mean, that's how high the bar is for that question. What would you put at number one right now? Is Pippen the number one trade in Chicago sports history? That's a draft day trade. The Bulls, the Bulls uh, traded for the draft rights of Scotty Pippen. I probably would because he and Jordan were the only two to span the six. And it's six. It's not, again, Arietta winning an award and one, it's six titles in part because and of And he's Scottie one of the Pippen. greatest players in the sports history. Right. So the six titles do it for me. If he was only on a couple of them, that'd be a different story. Right. But he and MJ were the only two on all six. So, yeah, I, I guess you'd have to put that up there. Yep. All right. Right. 
So DJ Moore is after his 159-yard performance last week against the the Falcons. Now is the Bears all time, and again, very small sample size, but is the all-time leader in yards per game for the Chicago Bears right now. Now we know it's not a very hard, high bar to be the all-time leader in total yards. Only uh, fifty th- or five thousand fifty-nine is the the record right now by Johnny Morris. Talk about receivers? receivers. Yeah, receivers. Okay, now you're not talking about like Walter Payton's yards per game. No, you're all, talking about receiving. receiving yards. Okay. Yes, receiving yards. Will DJ Moore be the all-time franchise leading receiver by the time he's done with the Chicago Bears? How old is he? Twenty-six. Oh, the answer is yes. That's that's the most amazing part of all this is they traded for at the time a 25 year old player. He turned 26. In, in April. When did they make the move? They made the move in like March. March, March. They, in, in my mind, I thought he was 28 or something. No. Like, 26? No. They, yes. Yeah, he will be. He will be. Because whether it's Justin Fields or Caleb Williams throwing, either one are competent enough to get him there, and he's good enough to do there. I'm going to say yes. 1,300 right now. 13, so he, he needs he like 4,000. W- like if he has a game like he did against Washington, he'll break the single season record. Yeah. So I'm going to say yes. He will be their best, like, again, their, like, the, the thing that I love about him, and it's what, when Robinson was cooking, too, what I loved about A-Rob, but then he, he really fizzled out, is there was very little drama with those guys. B-Marsh, obviously, there was so much drama, so much. Uh, there, DJ Moore never belly aches. Like, DJ Moore is the consummate team guy. It's not... Receivers are always known as the diva position. Yeah, yeah. DJ Moore is not that guy. DJ Moore is I almost such wish a chill... early in the season he was a little bit right, more. Right, like he but did. in the end, it's, that, it's a good trade. It's like the yeah. long game, though. Like right. You want that in the long game. Yeah. That's a guy you want in your, in your uh, locker room. And how about him passing out cigars? Do you I, have any problem with them smoking cigars no. after their seventh win? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You, you do you. Right. You celebrate right. what you can celebrate. It, Don't, it, just, it was more of a New Year's Eve celebration, yeah, exactly. I felt like. And also, it wasn't like celebrating their seventh but win. But even if they were, just keep setting bars. Now, next year, if they win seven, they probably yeah, won't. Of course. Of but course. just keep, or you know what I mean, it's just context. keep setting bar. Keep, keep moving up. But um, there's so many things to like about this guy, including that trait you mentioned. But the ease at which he does these things. And I. Uh, was that the most catches this year in a game? Nine or no? He has, has he had more? Like he should be catching nine every game, and that was without Cole Kmet, who was probably their second best, you know, weapon in in terms of a safety valve. Like this was him being doing right. it by himself. Which but, ga- go ahead. I was gonna say. By the way, he's at ninety two. If the over under is not set at eight and a half on any yeah. site you bet on, yeah. pound the over. Yeah, get him a hundred. What was the game? And it was just I want to say three or four games ago. It was a home game where he had zero targets in the first half. What what game was that recently? I feel like it's the first month of the season. It no, just no, no. This, I know. I know. This was a month when ago. He ran the touchdown in right. It, it, it was that game. Yes, and and then they had yeah. him ten touch. Then they was had it ten, the Lion game? 10 targets the in the Lion second game? half. Was I think it, it was the Lions, Lions game. Because yeah. it was yeah. at home. It was at home. Like I, I, I was doing the halftime show, and I could not believe it. Right. That he had zero targets in the first. How does DJ Moore 
have zero targets in any first half that he but plays. But remember, that could be a criticism towards Fields, too. There has to be moments of, where of he course. just throws it up for grabs to him. That's what he has to realize. Right, or, or that he doesn't like the look and he's still, going somewhere else. Right, still go to DJ. That's what a great receiver does. It'll right. make your quarterback look better. Right. He, right. had, he had 11 catches for 114 okay. against the Vikings on the Monday oh, night win. Love it. That was all the screen passes. Screens, yeah. But then don't oh, forget, right, right. against Washington on Thursday night, he had eight catches but for 230 yards. Yeah, the, uh, the screen pass game. I remember that. I don't care. Get him the ball every which way. Screens, whatever. Slants, deep balls. Just get him the ball. They finally did. I think one thing that... A lot of Bears fans are excited for is the way that the defense has played. And really, a lot of what the defense has done has been a result of Ryan Pohl's drafting. And you look at all the young guys on that defense there. Now, I'm not just sticking to defense here. I'm talking about all of Ryan Pohl's draft picks. Which one that's already been picked by Ryan Pohl's are you most excited for? Now, this is a good one. This is a tough one for me. A lot of guys to pick from like Tyreek Stevenson was fantastic last yes he year. was right. Jaquan right. Briskers had some great moments right. Kyler Gordon had a, a nice game as well he's had some moments Bayless Jones been... converted that first down <laughs> run in the backfield right um, it, I, it's going to be one of those defensive backs you mentioned for me it's not going to be any of the running backs Darnell, or anything I mean, like Darnell that. Wright is just he seems like a guy that you know and I know it's right and not left but to me a ta- you draft a tackle that you know about and you feel great about and again it came with controversy cuz they passed up on Jalen Carter but still you got an extra fourth round pick by moving down one spot he like sexy is I know it, like a lot of people deemed it unsexy sexy is drafting a tackle that you don't have to worry about that is sexy. If you can do that for a decade, yes. that's fantastic. Absolutely. I, I, Poles knows what he's doing. I don't. If anybody's doubting that, doesn't mean every move's going to be good. So, I, I might say Brisker. The way he, how how feisty he's been, yeah. I might say he Brisky. Is feisty. That's a good way to describe yeah, him. I might say Brisker. That might be my, and, and, my answer. And again, there were a lot of questions about why didn't you go offense uh, and and. It's not. It's unconventional to build the football team from the back to the front. It is. It is. But he valued them, and he saw them as, again, legitimate on the board. This is this is how I've got my board. Yeah. And if I'm being true to my board, I'm going to take Brisker and Gordon. Maybe he's playing a game of chess here where he knew he was going to get a guy like Montez Sweat. So let me work on the back end because I'll get something up front here I'm going, later on. I'm going to go right just because you have to be right about your tackles. picking 10th. Yeah. Picking 10th. You have to you have to get a slam dunk there. You cannot like again it's what I've been saying. You cannot be wrong. You can't bust out at 10. You have to get a starter and someone who's really really good. And and the reviews that like a guy like Yurko, like Yurko has looked at these guys in the past when they've drafted tackles. Go, I don't know what they're thinking. Not not, not strong enough in the rear, uh, weak legs, and and from the start, Yurko has said he he's going to be great, and I love that. And I it's something that I don't have to worry about moving forward, and I love that. No, it's hard to argue with that. I I don't disagree with you at all. Um, I mean if. If they can lock down the tackles for the next half decade, at least, if not longer, then you've got something. Mm-hmm. Then you've got something. And what will they do at left now? I don't know. Not sure. Is Braxton Jones good enough? Not sure. And you know I was a Braxton Jones guy. I'm not we, sure. We all are. Yeah. 
He he's like a perfect dude in the in the locker right. room, a perfect worker. Right. But is he good enough at left tackle? That's one of the big questions in the offseason. Mm-hmm. After after right, this good year. stuff, Tyler. Uh, we'll cross talk with Tyler and with Abdallah. We'll see how Abdallah is feeling right now, um, <laughs> and and, and uh, all that coming up next. It's brought to you by Steinhoffels. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. My guy, uh, Michael Strauss, who, if you need a divorce attorney, he's outstanding. He's... Been a partner of ours here at ESPN 1000, big Bears fan. He weighed in and he said, um, don't forget uh, Jervon Dexter, too, who's been outstanding. Like, not only did Ryan Poles get your offensive tackle at right tackle, but then you get a defensive tackle in, in Jervon Dexter. Yurko's been a big fan of, of Dexter the whole season, too, and he's really mm-hmm. popping here. At the, what do you have, a sack and a half in this last yeah. game? Mm-hmm. So I, I still can't believe they lead the league in interceptions. Twenty-two interceptions. They had fourteen last year. I was surprised you guys didn't say Tyreek Stevenson because he's well, gotten we, the picks and we were debating he had a nice that. pass breakup too. Aggressive. Like he's been, yeah. he's been fantastic. This I year. feel like uh, since since the era of Jesse Rogers is in here, <laughs> uh, I feel like they listen. Pulse hasn't had. A lot of home runs, but he's had a few doubles, a few triples, yeah. a couple singles. He's well, struck Moore, out a couple times. Is DJ yeah. Moore a home run? DJ yeah. Moore's he's a home run. DJ Moore's a home run because... He's rounding you, third. It was the one of the most pressing needs, and that deal doesn't happen unless DJ Moore is in it, is what everybody's right. reporting. Yes. So, yes, I think DJ Moore is a home run. You, you get yourself a 26-year-old 1,300-yard receiver mm-hmm. yeah. to home run. Cheap Absolutely, too. yeah. Like he's only making, I think he's making nineteen this year, and then next year it's like sixteen, and then fifteen. So right. like the deal was the, already done. It was right? unbelievable. Yeah, you didn't have to extend him. Right, and, and he had gotten paid right before the boom with receivers with Devontae yeah. Adams and yeah. Tyreek Hill. That's a home run for me. That's one of the home runs so far. Darn, I mean, Darnell Wright is a to me a home run. Yeah, that's gonna yeah be, that's why that's going to be a guy that's going to be here for hopefully a decade or more. Right. All right. Yeah. Uh, Crosstalk is brought to you by our great friends. And partners at Steinhoffels, check them out, uh, their newest location in Harwood Heights. I shop at the one in Vernon Hills, not far from House Hall. How are you yeah, doing? Let's get a oh, temperature check here. Oh, this fine. is not crosstalk. This is an intervention. I'm well, fine. Check on Adam I'm good. Abdallah, big I'm good. Alabama fan. I, I, I was good like five minutes after the game. That was not a game that I was very upset about. Why? Uh, <laughs> I mean, because... Why not? Well... You like, should be. I can I can say this in hindsight because hindsight's always twenty twenty. But like the beginning of the season, I thought this was like a three or four loss team. Yeah. I didn't think Alabama was, and they the begin the way they started the beginning of the season, yeah. they were on track to be a three or four loss team, losing to Texas, and then their quarterback gets benched, and then like they they had a lot of close calls. They probably shouldn't have won that Auburn game. Like right. they weren't playing well. Everything that I was upset about the team. For the entire season, all happened in one game. <laughs> like, the offensive line is not good. Tommy Reese's standard is supposed to be a beefy offensive line, which they have some of the biggest offensive linemen in, the, in, the, in college football, and, but they can't move. Like, they're so big that they can't move. And so, they, you know, 
he was one of the Jalen Miller was one of the most sacked quarterbacks for like the first five weeks of the season. They fixed some of it. And I mean, the defense played really well, I thought, up until the last four minutes of the game. That sounds familiar. I said that on Carmen Yurko. Sounds familiar uh, to hear a few times. But like they, I- I'm fine with it. I- I'm fine with the loss. I also have a future on Michigan to win the national title from before the season starts. So that helps too. Well, that really smart. Yeah, that, that helps too. Big, big one? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it was like what eight, were the it was like eight, eight and a half or eight to one, oh, something nice. like that. So yeah, it's a oh, decent. Oh, so you're a little bit of a win win yesterday for yeah, you. Yeah, like a little bit I, of a win win. I, I, I don't. I've seen a lot of championships from Alabama, so it's just that final drive. I mean, you're yeah, right. They, it was not good. It was the play? The play call was horrible at the end. It was the, the center, but they played is, well offensively in the second half enough to get the lead yes, and hold on. To absolutely, lead. Like, absolutely. They played well enough to win. Yeah, they just didn't. I was more upset with uh, with Tommy Reese and his play calling. Like there was never consistency. It was like, all right, let's run the ball for a little bit. Now let's take some deep shots, and they didn't take a deep shot for a while. No running game seemed afterwards. to be their best offensive. Absolutely, play, and the like whole game. At, at the end of the game i wanted the ball like i was you know watching the game at home talking to myself obviously and i'm like look if, if the ball isn't in milrow's hands at the end of the game then you're doing something wrong like you give the ball to your best player and their best player for most of the season has been jalen milrow it, it, it was almost like a quarterback dive i know that's not what it was that's supposed not what to be supposed but that's to be. what it when you like, have to literally like, pick the ball off the yeah. ground <laughs> yeah, what's with the snaps Mike? all season yeah. all season uh-huh. all season you would think nick saban mr uh uh you know detail fundamentals would get that yeah. out no it's Co- it's cody whitehair's kid yeah it's snap gymnastics like what justin's had to go through it's a team that i didn't think would be in that position at the beginning of the season and they were in that position so you know it's uh it is what it is and they'll be they'll be back next year because everyone makes the playoff next year so 12 teams yeah 12 teams a two loss alabama team will get in it, be, it beats better than the bowl games that oh we've yeah seen. i mean i thought this has been a very good bowl season there's been like one really bad game and it was georgia florida state the rest of them have been pretty entertaining. Not the Iowa. Not game. if you watched Iowa, Tennessee. <laughs> well, why okay. you, I mean, on that day, there's like four other bowl games well, going on. Why are you watching Iowa, Those Tennessee? Other ones are four. Nah, there's whatever games on all day you could have watched. You could have watched Oregon instead of Iowa. That, that wasn't was a, a good game either. I mean, it depends on who you had. Yeah, I had the under oh, in that Tennessee Iowa game. game. Come on, they're all good games if you're winning your bets, guys. <laughs> all Come right. on. All right, boys. Good uh, seeing you, Sylvie. Uh, Jesse, take care of that tooth. I know. I got a tooth ache. It's killing me. I can pull it out for you if you Please, want me to. Take it out. I got some pliers. Let's my misery. do this. <laughs> All right, uh, Tyler and uh, Abdallah coming up next. Get the show name right, too, all right? I heard you try to say, like, Black and Tyler yesterday. I did. Well, I, yeah, because I was, was trying to Sunday? say Flex in for Tyler. Or Tyler's in it was, for Black. Uh, it was Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. I don't know what day game, it is. Right? Yeah. yeah. I heard you guys. It was good. What day is it today? <laughs> Today's Tuesday, okay, I believe. Okay, good. All right. Thanks to Maller. Thanks to Tyler. Thanks to Coach Eberflus. Also, uh, Michael Wilbon. And, uh... For Jesse, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Tuesday night.